Welcome to the Couch Time Podcast, where we give you tools to connect with your kids and point them to Jesus. I am Aaron from the Fort Thomas campus. I'm Steven. And I'm... <laughs> I, just had and to, I'm I just had to do something to throw okay, you Okay, I was like, uh, I totally, what should no, I say? And I'm no. Josh. I'm just going like, to say yeah, that. Yeah, we've been doing this for how long and I still can't do the intro. That's kind of the part of the intro now. So it's fine. I had, I had to do something, but uh, yeah, welcome uh, whoever you are and wherever you are listening. But today we are going to give you a f- few tools to, yeah. uh, to connect with your kids and point them to Christ, hopefully. Um, so right off the bat, uh, I want to review. We've been in a Bible study in First Peter for a couple weeks now, and each campus has been doing something a little bit different. We were in chapter two yesterday with high school. Middle school meets Monday nights on Zoom. Um, at the but, Fort Thomas campus. At the yeah. Fort Thomas campus. Yeah. Um, and last night on Sunday was our first high school meeting in person, which was super awesome. And uh, it was kind of awkward, I'll be honest. <laughs> it was like we didn't know how to be in person together. Everybody was like, I can't turn my camera off and leave. I don't know what to do. It was it was kind of awkward. It was kind of fun. It's good to see everybody. But we talked we talked in chapter two. So, uh, Stephen, Josh, what's what's the update from your campus? What are you doing with uh, First Peter Bible Study? Yeah. So in Independence, we also were back in person um, for the first time. You know, in a long time. It was great to see everyone. If your girls' kids were there, um, I had never been so thankful to to be in a group of people again. It was like, man, this is this is awesome. Um, so yeah, we, we went through first Peter two, um, just, we got through the whole chapter, honestly. So we just started off, um, going through how much we need God's word. And I kind of thought, I was like, is anyone kind of sick of just hearing people tell you to read your Bible all the time? Like, it feels like the answer to everything. It's like, you can never go wrong if you just say, read your Bible more. Um, but we started to get through into more practicals. Like I was asking the kids, like, has there ever been an opportunity where, it really actually like made a difference. Like you could like, Such a good question. I was like for the, for the most part, you know, it's like milk. And we talked about how a baby and milk, like they drink it and you're not going to see that big of a, they're not going to grow that quickly. It's going to take a long time. You're not going to see them um, grow to six foot tall overnight. Like it's going to take a while. And, and sometimes we expect God's word to be like an energy drink, but more mm. like, it's more like vitamins where you just keep taking them. Yeah, and, and over time, really you know, there's an effect, but I want to get kids to share some like real opportunity times in their life where it was like an energy drink to just remind kids is like, this isn't just something that we say, but it, it really can have an impact. So it was cool to hear some kids talk uh, moments in their life where it's like, no, God's word really did like impact me then. That's a super cool analogy. Yeah. And it, it just like, I think it encouraged like you need that reminder occasionally yeah. to like keep energizing you to go back to it, knowing that this, this will like play a role in my life. And it's not just something I have to keep forcing myself to do, but it really does have impacts at different times. So we I talked know. through God's word, you know, and then we talked about how Jesus is like a stone and how we are like a stone and, and what ways are we like, you know, stones being built up and we each have a weight to bear and a responsibility, but we're being held together by Christ and how we can each use our giftedness to serve and um, evangelize and be thankful for who we are in the end prize and run the race and say no to sin because of, you know, the prize that's coming for us. And like, we talked about a lot of, a lot of different things as we went through, but yeah, um, there's a lot in chapter two. Yeah. I mean, there's like almost seven more, points. almost more than you can cover in one like discussion. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Which you could say about, you know, every passage of scripture almost. True. But, yeah, um, but yeah, there, there was lots of different topics, but it was cool just to have boys and girls, you know, at least in independence, we got the opportunity to, ha- to have it in person. So it was great. Yeah. yeah. Super cool. Josh? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you're at Florence, you know, we do uh, YouTube live Bible study on Wednesdays. Um, and, yeah, I'm really stoked to cover this. This is, I mean, there's just so much richness in here the the calling for us to be different and mm-hmm. and specifically like the whole royal priesthood like mm-hmm. the priesthood is the go between between God and men and and how we are like that to the world we're always this the, these ambassadors ambassadors these representatives um so that I'm excited to talk about that I'm excited to talk about um kind of the specific uh, what our job is as a believer, what are, how should our, our lives look with these, these different good works. And even just this whole idea of, uh, submission, um, Oh, we're going to get into it. And yeah, it's, it's just really, it's really good. Um, so just, I'm, I'm really excited there. You're right there. There's a whole lot to get through. Um, but I, this is just such an important, chapter and a lot of important concepts yeah and as as i was reading you know through this getting prepared it was like it was just a reminder that god's word really speaks into real life for sure you know so as you read verses 13 through 25 it's all about human authority yeah suffering injustice underneath human authority Mm. um how we should endure trials endure suffering even when it's unjust and and not deserved and then it points to christ and says like christ already did this he already stood underneath injustice now follow his example but also care deeply for people who are suffering injustice because of how much christ cared for you and how much he was able to withstand so i think it's a a perfect transition you know as we think about everything that's going on in our chaotic world right now um, among you know george floyd and racism and um, systematic injustice and and all these different things. It's like wow, these verses are really really relevant right now totally. to look at. And I think that there, are, you know, personally, any time that any time that I read in Scripture where Christ was the example of something that I should be doing, that's the energy drink, mm. you know, time for me because it's like. That is how I have the power to go and do it is the fact that Christ yeah. did it for me. Yeah. And it's the example then of what I should do for other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like this clear picture of that's he's te- he's showing me how to do what he's telling me to do. Yeah. And it's so it's yeah, it's powerful. So let's let's go there. First Peter is, you know, this is one of the opportunities God has given us to see his sovereignty where he just allowed that first Peter is where we're going to be mm-hmm. when a lot of crazy stuff, really hard stuff is happening in society with, you know, the death of George Floyd in Minneapolis, um, which I assume, parents, you've all heard about this. If you haven't... Uh, Probably living under a might, rock. You might not be on social media. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've got some tools called the internet that you need to check out. <laughs> yes. Um, and and go educate yourself on and evil several little things in the past three weeks even before yeah, George Floyd that have led up yeah, to this with the and yeah. yeah so specifically though in First Peter chapter two to kind of head into I want to talk about so 
to wrap up the review though, the first tool that you need to have is I would say that you need to go read First Peter and then like Stephen was saying at Independence, I think a good tool is for you to ask your kids about how you have seen God use his word in your life. Mm, really and if they good. don't have anything, it's like parents, I think you should talk about times that and reflect in your own personal yeah. life how has God's word been that you know, uh, energy drink, yeah. that application, that real application to life, not just yeah. this spiritual wishful mm-hmm. thinking. It's like, no, tangible, he has helped you get through, you know, very difficult seasons yep. of life. There's been promises that you have held to, yeah. you know, day and night because of, you know, pain that you're going through yep. or uh, truth that you've sung that has just helped you when you're on the mountaintop to reflect that it's gifts from God and not just you're doing right. well in this world. Like, how has God's Word helped you? So that's a tool. Go and read First Peter and then reflect on God's Word in your own life and talk to your kid about it. So transition then to to talk about a little bit of current events, what's happening, um, and give you some tools to to maybe go deeper on that. First Peter chapter two, I loved, and last night we talked. It kind of lays this: there's believers and there's unbelievers, yeah. and it's like, okay, guess what? So this is what it's going to look like for unbelievers. They're going to stumble. They're going to struggle. They're not going to have this shepherd. precious shepherd yeah. that they've got to follow. So they're going to be left looking, you know, for things to 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 lead them, to follow them, to satisfy them. It's like, okay, that's unbelievers. Yeah. But then you've got these believers that are the rocks that are being built up to be the church yeah. and have different responsibilities, and they have a shepherd that they're following. And then it goes on in Second Peter 13 to 25 to give examples of, okay, here's what it really looks like to flesh out what believers' lives are going to look like. Mm-hmm. And then let's look at Christ's example of how he did that mm-hmm. and how we'll have the power to do what he's saying we should do. Mm-hmm which is submit to authority, even if it's bad authority and unjust authority. And here's how we love people and care for people. Um, and here's how Christ did that. So uh, in the midst of, you know, George Floyd, let's let's talk about that for a second. Um, essentially, George Floyd was a man who uh, very tragically passed away in, in a uh, an interaction with police in Minneapolis, and he was he was a black man, and the cop was white, and so it's a very big race issue right now, and so a lot of riots and protests are happening, um, and kids are being inundated with this in social yeah. media. So Josh and Stephen, I want to know from you guys, and I want parents to hear from our perspective how we are witnessing kids being affected by yeah. George Floyd right now. Yeah, so, I mean, at least on my social media feed, you know, I follow a lot of students, obviously, um, and it's just, it's so polarizing. It's polarizing it's opposite views on, so there, there's a lot of, of kids, you know, that are, are clearly in support of um, the Black Lives Matter um, movement. I'm seeing lots of, of people changing their their picture to yep. the there's to people the logo. There, it's yeah. it's in people's bios. Black Lives yeah. Matter and yeah. there's in people you know support of protests and there's in people support of riots. There's in people support of a lot of different things. Um, but then also I see other kids on the other side who are fed up with things that are going on right now and yeah. want it all to stop. And they're saying, you know, that those people are, are making it too big of an issue and yeah. um, that they're not um, worried about, you know, who they're affecting. And so I, I really have seen people on opposite sides um, dealing with it. 
Um, but yeah, it, it's been a pretty hot topic that's almost on your side is definitely shown on your social media right yeah. now of what you believe in, who you are in, um, in support of. So, yeah, yeah, Josh, give a, give a quick update on how you're seeing this in students' lives. And then I want to ask a couple other specific questions. Yeah. So just a brief update. How I, you're seeing it. I think most students that I, I follow are posting are just reposting yeah. things that they're seeing. Um, I, I, there, there's been several, uh, like I even messaged a student the other day, and I was like, man, this is really good the way it was worded and whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I think there, there's just a lot of reposting things, um, not necessarily giving their own opinion. It feels like they're giving other people's opinions. Um, I could be wrong in that, but um, uh, it, it, I, I see an echo chamber a little bit yeah. um, with that. Um, so yeah, that, that's a little bit of what yeah. I'm seeing, So, but it's obviously very on the minds of yeah, students. Totally. So I've got kids that aren't on social media that have heard about it from fe- friends. They're talking about it on gaming platforms. They're talking about it on social media. They're talking about it on phone via text. They're hearing about it when they're playing at the park. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's getting to be to sum it up with social media in particular. So again, we're trying to give you tools, parents, listeners, to connect with your kids and point them to Christ. So in regards to this, I kind of want to hone in on social media. You know, and and give some tools to talk about that practically, uh, and to think about that. But um, I think the overall topic is something we need to educate and and be thinking about. So regardless of whether your kids have social media or not, these are things that you need to be talking about with your kids and helping them think through. And you yourself, uh, if you're anything like me, you're struggling to think through this yourself and to find answers. And there's just question marks of what do we say, what do we not say, what do we do, what do we not do. Um, so to sum it up with social media in particular, uh, for, for parents who may not be aware of what's happening on social media with your kids, uh, there's this idea of, there's a bandwagon that's the, the movement to jump on and support Black Lives Matter and be posting all of the videos to be posting and sharing stuff. And, and I don't want to say bandwagon as if it's a bad thing. Like, it's a very well, real thing. And I would even maybe say, so there there's the movement, right? Yes. Which is uh, actually, I personally believe, a good thing. But then there's the bandwagon yes. that can hop on yes. and not actually be fully in invested in that yeah uh but just or even be aware because of it's popular correct so that's where i want to go and i've seen the uh, what i'm saying is i've seen the bandwagon on both sides yeah so sure. i've seen so, and sure. so what to oversimplify it there's this bandwagon on social media that i'm seeing with students in particular that i don't think many of them are are rationally thinking through the actual problem, the actual issue. They're just sharing and reposting stuff because that's what everybody's doing. And it's just this frenzy of information. And so there's that, but then there's this other side, like you said, Stephen, this polarized opposite of people that are like, no, no, trust the system. There's not a problem. Everybody quit rioting, quit protesting. Uh, so there's these these differing viewpoints Um and then there's a bunch of people in the middle that are like 
well, what do I do? What should I do? I've got friends that are doing this. I've got friends that are doing this. Right. Like I've got, you know, one parent that's doing this, one parent that's doing this, or, you know, maybe, maybe parents, they're not hearing you at all. And so they're just struggling to know what to think, what to do. Should I post? Should I comment? Should I like, should I share? I don't know. Um, but again, Josh, what I was going to say was, the issue is, and parents, I want to I want to give you, we want to give you tools that are going to help you realize that I think, Josh, Stephen, tell me if you agree or not, the problem is people, students are more cared with pleasing their followers and their focus is maybe um, they're just doing it because everybody else is doing it. They're not really doing it because they understand the issue. Um, do you guys agree or disagree? Yeah, I mean, like, I see, I see a lot of different things. Um, there, I think the thing to maybe encourage people towards is consciousness. So consciously, if you post things, actually know why, why you're doing you're it, posting it. it. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's... Because otherwise, it kind of just becomes noise. And then, if mm-hmm. if if your student, if you are ever like, if that's ever like pushed back, like if somebody ever pushes back on whatever side of the fence you're on, then you actually don't know what you believe. Mm-hmm. And so, it is probably it is very good to like really educate yourself on the the problems and get the facts and things like that, and then decide from God's word prayerfully. What do you believe, and what should you therefore do? Yeah, yeah. I would, I would think that you know one of the one of the major problems here is that you know students, which are children, um, yes. are are getting <laughs> are getting their that's a great they're point. getting their their worldviews and their ideas on on what's happening from their friends, which yeah. are also children. Yeah. Um, and you know, I speak very highly of students, you know, as very capable, and I'm not trying to make yeah, them no. sound you know, smaller, but just think about it. Um, and often they're not, they're not getting it from, from their parents. Yeah. And, and what I would say, you know, as, as parents and honestly, and they're not getting it from the church at, at some points, um, is that, you know, the, the church, us and you all as parents need to be able to have and talk about, you know, these things so that they're not just having to go to social media to, mm-hmm to please people or not having to go to social media to figure out what they think. Um, but rather have, have conversations about it. And I think kids often think that, you know, their adults are out of touch um, or their church and their faith is out of touch um, because of a lack of conversation, not because yeah. of a, a lack of actual out of touch. It's just a lack of how to, how to talk about difficult issues. Yeah. Um, and that's what we're going to get into a little bit is about, you know, Gen Z and how it's it's moving away from religion and I think a lot of that is because you know we haven't been able to have hard conversations about yeah. real life we we yeah. we would rather have conversations obscurely about the Bible but then not talk about how it pertains to real life there's a, there's a disconnect as far as they don't see how it relates and and their actual, friends are telling them that it doesn't relate right. and culture is telling them that it doesn't relate um, so as parents what I would encourage you especially as you know as we read through First Peter two um, is to look at this with your kids. And ask them how what do they think about what's going on. Let them, you know, ask them like legitimately. Don't let them give you a crap answer. Like, yeah. ask them um, what they've seen that's been, you know, hurtful yeah. or what they've seen that's been encouraging. Yeah. And then read through this, yeah, and say, yeah. does this have any real relevance? Like, does God's worth have any real relevance to this issue? 
And if so, like, how should we respond now? And I think as kids begin to have legitimate conversations with their parents and legitimate conversations with us, you know, as their youth leaders in the context of God's word and in real life culture, um, hopefully Lord willing, he'll, he'll be able to use that to say, Hey, I, I really still am present in the world and present in my word and can speak to you about real things that are not new. Like right. it's not new. Mm-hmm. Um, it's being highlighted right now, but yeah. you know, these have been problems for all of, uh, time yeah. since Adam sinned, you yeah. know? So yeah. yeah. R- real quick, just one tool I would maybe give you parents. Cause I feel like I hear a lot that, especially in regards to race or whatever, there's, it's hard. It's sometimes you just don't know where to start for a lot of people. Totally. So here's where you, you start. Tell your student, go along the journey with me. Like, I'm going to try to figure this out. Watch documentaries together. Talk about it afterwards. Follow different people on social media. We'll post different tools and stuff in in the show notes. But, like, just invite them on the journey of discovery with you as you're trying to figure it out. Show Show them them how to do it. Like, even if it's a big fat question mark, it's like show them that that's okay and like, let's figure this out. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm trying to figure this out too. Like, you don't have to come to your kids with all of the answers. No, thank the Lord. It's the same conversation we had in the context of LGBTQ when we yeah, talked yeah, to all totally. the parents about that. It's totally. just, it's just about being curious yes. and and understanding where you're ignorant and and trying yeah. to learn and yeah. and and to be and loving and humble so, of suffering yeah. people. So there's there's a tool that's just to kind of at least give you context. Uh, there's an article that talks about, you know, some of what Stephen was sharing that's about just generation Z and the values that, you know, are behind religion and spirituality and how that's all relative right now because they're they're in this culture where anything goes. It's like whatever you believe is okay for you, whatever you believe is okay for you. So it's like everything's okay. But as Christians in the Bible, we know like that's not true. Like people are going to go to hell or to heaven based on where they place their faith. Mm-hmm. And, and so everything's not relative but unless you as parents are putting on display by talking about, by modeling, as Josh was saying, by helping them, like if you're not showing them yeah. where the rubber meets the road, the rubber's going to meet the road in their life somewhere. Yeah. You have an opportunity and a responsibility as parents to at least try to influence that as yeah. much as possible. And the way you do that is by going to God's word and um, talking and having conversations that are hard and praying about it. Yeah. So there's an article that that's just a brief. Uh, I I would say I don't know, Stephen. Would you say it's just like a highlight as far as some studies that have shown in Gen Z that they don't care about religion and spirituality yeah, I mean, as much as past generations. Yeah, as I say, the the article basically is like you know religion is becoming more and more optional in our yeah. society. And, you know, that's not necessarily a good thing or a bad thing. It's just a thing. It, it is and, what it is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it talked about one of the one of the lines that stuck out was that too often young people see organized religion connected to intolerance and abuse. Yeah, and it yeah. talked about either they see images of um, jihadists or they see uh, conservative Christians with Confederate flags. And it's just yeah, like, yeah. Don't, let, don't let that be their only image of what religion is or what faith yeah. in Christ is. But that's all they're going to see if they're not seeing real life with you going through the God's word in the context of real yeah. life situations. Yeah. yeah, I think that that's really good. And now 
So check that article out. It's a pretty short read. Yep. Read it, like just to give yourself context. But then specifically in regards to, you know, George Floyd's death and you know the riots and protests happening around the country about racism and stuff. Josh, are there any any resources or tools that that you would highlight um, that that might be helpful for them getting started in the process of having these conversations if they're not? Or for parents that are having the conversation, something that they could take and go deeper than, yeah. you know, some practical steps. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to quickly highlight three concepts and then we'll post some stuff in the in the show notes. But um, in all matters, whether it's race or not, you need to understand God's heart behind it. And I would recommend like checking out the Bible Project video on uh, God's the biblical concept of justice. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times we can view justice as punishment for doing wrong. That's not the full picture. It's bringing up those who are pu- pushed down. So that's a big thing, um, knowing how God thinks about things. Um, and, and just like... In, in this whole situation, um, I, I recorded a video on this for those at the Florence campus, but uh, the the three other concepts were grieving people have something to grieve, so acknowledge the problem. Uh, grieving people need grace, and so like when you're grieving, sometimes you don't say all the right things, mm-hmm. so be patient That's with people one. who are hurting. Because there's a lot of people that are saying a bunch of stuff right yes, now. Yes, yes, yeah. and people I really respect that they're they're just hurt um and so and then also grieving people need support and there's different ways you can do that you gotta get educated that's step one pray and get educated step one in all of that yeah and i'll post some more links and stuff so there's there'll be there'll be a lot of resources in the show notes that you guys can click on and don't hesitate to reach out if you have questions we don't have all the answers but again it's like i feel like God's word gives us direction to go to understand his heart more. So it's like we can give direction and hope as far as we are trying to ourselves understand God's heart and and to know what he thinks, but then also know what he wants us to do. So to – were you going to say something? Yeah, I was just going to say the the last thing kind of, you know, as we wrap up, just to to remind you, regardless of whether or not you believe or agree with someone's actions, their thought process, anything – if someone's hurting, yes, that that should hurt us. Yes, and yeah. yes, and and before we before we combat it, before we disagree with it, before we say anything, just check and see see if you're hurting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the very end of First Peter chapter two says, "For you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer mm-hmm. of your souls." Mm-hmm. Don't forget, like that people are straying. People don't know where to yeah. go, and they're gonna do and say hurtful things. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe even people on the side that you agree with are gonna say and do hurtful things. But regardless. Hurting people should hurt us because yeah. this world is temporary and their problems are temporary. Yeah. And regardless, it's painful and it hurts. So just hurt, just hurt with them. It's okay yeah. if you don't have to agree to that's, be loving. That's really good. Yeah. Good point. And and I think that that's called uh, sympathy and empathy. Yeah. As far as in so students that I've talked to, I have had students that have just straight up said, I think white privilege is non-existent in our country and racism is no longer a thing. Why why are we talking about this? Mm-hmm. And my immediate response is to want to say, you have no idea what you're talking about, but I can't just debate to try to win and exactly. prove that white privilege is a thing or racism is a thing or like I don't want to prove any of that all I want to do is try to listen 
and care about why people think what they think and understand. And only once I've done that can then I I start to point people to where hope, where I have found hope. Um, So I think that that's the best thing to do is as you seek to disciple your kid is figure out um, how to care for people well, not just prove what you think uh, is right to be right and they're wrong. Yeah. Like that's that's not what this is about. That will that will make the problem continue, yeah. um, not not be a solution. See so. Pastor Brad's sermon on unity. It was amazing. Yeah, Lincoln show notes. So, uh, yeah, Josh, would you would you pray? Yeah, we can we can be done. Yeah, I'd love to. Jesus, you are uh, king. You are ruling and reigning, even um, even in coronavirus world, even in quarantine, even in um, uh, a world, and especially America, that's really broken up over um, just racism, over over uh, death, over suffering, and we we need your help. We need your help to be lights. We need your help to be the ones who have hope, um, but then who not just like feel good hope, but hope that moves to action, that has faith to to care about the things that you care about in the way that you care about them. And Lord, we just need your help. Would you give these parents wisdom to know like each each one of these parents is different. Each one of their kids is different. Um, there, There's all sorts of things that are going on in the hearts and minds of these parents and kids. And Lord, I just want to ask that you would give these parents wisdom mm-hmm. and discernment and knowing where to steer conversations and to carve out intentional time to yes. to talk. Mm-hmm. Um, we love you, and I'm excited to actually see how you're going to use this in the hearts and minds um, of our church family. Yes. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, guys. We love you. Have a great week.